Hello, and thank you for joining me on Underneath the Hats podcast, airing every Saturday at 10 o'clock a.m. Central Standard Time. This is speaker, author, and podcaster of Underneath the Hat, Cherie Simmons, and I am so happy and grateful you are joining me for a powerful episode on Can You Hear Me Now? with such a beautiful soul who has an exceptional story to share. My very special guest today is me, Cherie Simmons. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So, it's been a couple of weeks since I actually recorded an episode, just me, myself, and I. I've been so blessed thanks to my media consultant, Dillis, who has been keeping me busy with all of the different guests that I've had the opportunity to speak to that have gone above and beyond anything I ever could have imagined. And I'm going to do a special shout out of those women at the end of the show, but I am just so excited for the things so excited for the things that I've been able to do within these last couple of weeks thanks to my media consultant just doors have been opening but I'll get to those shout outs later so this will be my 19th episode of this first season And then I'll record my 20th episode next week, and then we'll be on a little hiatus. Not because of what's going on with this coronavirus, but just because I need to break. So, I wanted to come to you today and um, just speak to you about some things that have been happening with me personally. So, for... Those that may not know, I suffer from infertility, which means that um, I have a hard time conceiving a child the natural way. So I've had over the last, ooh, since at least 2010, I've had to go through various tests and treatments and shots in order to um, try to conceive a child. Um, It all started with my first husband and me realizing that I was infertile because we had been trying for years and I wasn't able to have a child. And so... It was recommended to me that I go to see a fertility specialist. And I went to Chicago IVF in Orland Park and found out that I had these fibroids that were stopping me, preventing me from being able to conceive. So I ended up having surgeries to remove them. I've actually had six surgeries total. To remove 33 fibroids and all since 2010, all the way up to just recently, um, January 2020, I had my last surgery to remove the fibroids. So, for 10 years, I've been 
<laughs> dealing with this. And in the midst of these surgeries, um, having gone through three IVF cycles, which is in vitro fertilization with my now husband, Vince, um, which have all been unsuccessful, where I actually had to give myself three or four shots a day, take pills, um, go in for ultrasounds every other day, go in for blood work every other day so they can monitor to see how much more medicine I needed. In the midst of doing all of that, I found out that I was perimenopausal, which means that at any moment I can be in menopause. Mind you, I'm only 37 years old. So to know that my clock is ticking faster than other people's clocks, yet I'm trying to have a child has been very stressful for me. And then just this past Monday, um, we had a third egg retrieval, which is where they prepare my eggs with the medicine and the shots. And they have to go in and literally take the eggs out. So everything that would happen naturally inside of a woman's body has to be done outside of my body in a lab because of all of the things that I have going on inside that prevent me from being able to do it naturally. And they, for the third time, were not able to retrieve any of my eggs, even though the first two times it was because of the fibroids. Well, the fibroids are gone. So now this time it's because your uterus is too big. My uterus is double the size that it should be. So my uterus is the size of a five or six month old, a five or six month pregnant woman. So the size that it would be if she were carrying a child, that's how big my uterus is now. And there's nothing in it. So that prevented a problem for the doctor, and they weren't able to get the small amount of eggs that I had. Um, I realized going through this third cycle that menopause was hitting me faster than I thought, just um, a year and a half ago in 2018, when I went through the second cycle, they were able to get 10 eggs, which is still not a lot for a 36-year-old woman. Um, but because I was perimenopausal, it was a lot. And now, fast forward to 2020, here I am. They were only able to get three eggs. So that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, okay, at any moment, this could be over. At any moment, you can go through menopause. At any moment, your dream of being a mom can be over. Because I've never had any children of my own. Never. 37 years, never been pregnant. And so, but I was still, still optimistic even with my three eggs. Because I believe in a God that does mighty miracles and mighty things with small numbers so three hey we could do three father son holy ghost you only need one egg um so i was excited and went in excited everybody there at the facility monday was like you're so energetic mind you it was six o'clock in the morning um but i was excited because there were no more excuses there were no more reasons why this shouldn't work and went into the surgery Excited, got on the operating table. They put that stupid, um, I hate the IV. Oh my god, 
And because my <laughs> because my uh, veins jump, my veins jump around. And so three people had to prick me in order to get an IV. And then they ultimately ended up putting it in my arm where you normally draw blood. So um, got on the operating table, closed my eyes. A tear fell from both sides like it always does. I was out like a light. Woke back up, they feed me juice and water and crackers, and I was excited because I, I didn't hear any bad news. No one was standing in my face, looking like they were looking, trying to tell me something bad. And just as soon as I got excited, here comes the doctor telling me, nope, couldn't get him. The uterus was too big. I didn't want to break the needle, trying to get around it to the eggs. And now with this coronavirus and everybody being not quarantined but forced to stay home, I haven't really been able to get all of the information from my doctor as to what happened and what the next step could be, which I normally would. So I've just been stuck in limbo, stuck in my head, trying to figure out what's going on and why. And in the midst of this happening... My stepdaughter from Florida came to stay with us for a week for her spring break, which is the first time that I've had this much interaction with her. And the first time that she's been with her dad for this long in years. And so being transparent, I never really got the opportunity to process and feel what I needed to feel given that upset on Monday because I had to jump into stepmom mode of making sure that she was okay. And there are still moments where I break down and cry in the bathroom because I haven't had a chance to mourn. This is it's a morning. I lost what I think was my opportunity to finally be a mom. And given the way things have played out in this last cycle, it looks like it may be my only opportunity to biologically be a mother. And it hurts. It really does. It's still fresh because, again, I haven't really dealt with it. And then um, it just (laughs) is a lot. It's a lot, Um, especially given my platform of trying to encourage women and young girls to love themselves first and let them know that they are important and that self-care isn't selfish and to make sure that you fill up your tank before you can fill up somebody else's and not to be thrown into that scenario where I can't really grieve like I want to or process the way I am used to because now there's someone else that needs to be taken care of. And I guess this is God's way of me being empathetic to those women who we always say, well, you could take time for yourself. 
You can do stuff for yourself. You can escape and go somewhere and do for yourself, not realizing that they have people who are dependent upon them. And that sometimes you have to put yourself on the back burner. But I just physically, mentally, I can't wrap my mind around that. Like, I can see what being on empty and re- trying to refill someone else looks and feels like. Like I'm able to remove myself kind of sort of from the situation to see, okay, my behavior is different. The things I'm saying are different. I'm more aggressive because I'm empty. And I haven't had a moment to refill. And so I it could ultimately end up ruin, relate, ruining a relationship that never really has started or manifested yet. All because I have not refilled. My stepdaughter won't be able to see the true me. Because I haven't been able to refill. And so my sister saw this. Because she came over that evening, her and my mom. And she saw it and she heard it in my voice with the things that I was saying. And and she could see that I was starting to go down the, the aisle of depression. And she said, we're not going to do it. Nope, not going to happen. So she's been coming over more often. She said she was going to give me an opportunity to be able to relax, relate, release for those different world watchers out there so that I can just process. So she was going to take my stepdaughter and spend some time with her this weekend so that I can get an opportunity to process. And again, I say to all of those that are running on E, it is okay to take time for yourself. That is why having a village of people who understand you, who love you, who will do things for you when needed, To have that village in your corner. And I never thought it would have come from my sister. My sister and I have come a long way. Just three, four years ago. I couldn't stand her guts. I mean, really. We were at each other's throats three or four years ago. And now to see the relationship that we have is like, oh, my God. Like, she came over yesterday for game night. She's like, I'm just going to give you a hug. I'm just going to give you a hug. And I needed it. I acted like I didn't want it because that's what we do. But I needed it. And it was good to see that she could see the difference in me. And she could see what I needed. And she was the one who was able to give it to me. And so it's so important that you have a village that you can turn to and depend on and rely on. And take turns giving each other the opportunity to refill. In order to get yourself together. Because ultimately you can end up. Ruining relationships. With people. Because you are not mentally. And emotionally there. When they need you to be. And they could end up getting a Dr. Jekyll. Part of you. Instead of the Mr. Hyde. And I'm realizing it now. I'm realizing it now. I truly have a great relationship with my Lord and Savior. And 
he reveals more and more to me every day in this whole process of this egg retrieval and my stepdaughter being here when she was has been a can you hear me now a hear can you hear me now experiment even with this coronavirus that's going on, I truly believe, we so often want to say that the devil did it. This is all the devil. This is all our president. This is, he only had that much power. Okay? I see a difference in the way people are thinking, the way people are moving, the way people's mindsets have changed. Just in the last two weeks of all of this coming up and out of this coronavirus this COVID-19, I have seen a difference in the way people are interacting with themselves, interacting with others, interacting with their family. I call it a TKO. And I, I had to go through my own total knockout with God um, that I mentioned in my book, Underneath the Hat, which is available on all sources where books are sold. Um, I had to go through some things where I wasn't listening to him. And he has to do something to get my attention. Thing He had to remove some people. He had to put me in situations where I couldn't say it's because of him. It's because of them. It's because of her. It, it, he had to do some things to get shake me up, get my attention. He had to knock me out a couple of times because I wasn't listening. And every time he did, all I could hear him saying was, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? That's the process we're in right now. That's where we are right now. God has to do something to get our attention because we as a country have been going bananas. We as a people, a human people, not a race or a creed, but as a human society have gone bonkers. We have lost all sense of sense these last couple of years. And we can't blame anybody but ourselves. From the way we interact with each other, the way we treat each other, the things we say to each other, the things we post about each other, from the fighting on Instagram, the fights on Facebook, the words that we say, the names we call each other, the way we interact or lack thereof because of social media, we have gotten out of control. We put everything in front of our kids. We put everything in front of our families. It's all about my business. My, I'm a boss. I'm going to do this. I want to be an entrepreneur. I need to do this. I need to be ahead of the game. We're doing too much. Yeah, not enough at the same time. And God got tired of it. And said, this is it. You need a break. Time out for you. And so a lot of people see this as, oh, my God, the world's about to end. Well, we thought that in 2000. And we stocked up on water and canned goods and ammunition and toilet tissue. And here we are 20 years later. The Bible says you know not the day nor the hour. Okay. So we don't know what's going to happen. But right now, we need to get ourselves together. And God used this pandemic virus, whatever you want to call it, hoax, whatever you want to call it. He is using it for us to get ourselves together, to be still and focus on what's important, which is our family. 
I've seen families TikToking all over the place, spending time together. Groups of people you wouldn't even normally see in the same room, spending time together. People who normally moving and shaking and doing all this stuff, sitting down and being still. It is okay to spend time with yourself. I never understood people who always had to move around. I'm not that type of person. I don't mind being locked up. I've been having the time of my life just being still. Because I don't mind doing it. I'm an introvert. I saw a meme once where the introvert was sitting in front of the TV drinking a juice box. And the extrovert looked like they were, their hair was about to explode. Because they weren't used to being cooped up in the house. They were having cabin fever. I don't mind being by myself sitting in the room having nothing to do. I love it. I love it. But this was the opportunity for us to slow down, reevaluate, breathe, pause, pay attention to our surroundings, listen to what's going on. We don't have time. We, we, we're so distracted by noise. We can't hear what's being said to us. Either the noise from the people around us, the noise from the 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 social media, the noise from the phone in our hand, the noise from the earbuds in our ears. It's too much. We, 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 it's too much. And God had to use and get, find something to get our attention. And here you go. People's mindsets are different. Now, because you're being still. Sometimes you need to take time to be still. Be still. Hang out with yourself. Do something with yourself. No one else. Clear all the noise and the distractions. And this is the opportunity. This is God saying to us, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? A lot of new ideas and and innovations are going to be birthed from this. We may see it as a virus. We may see it as a, a, a pandemic. But a lot of stuff is going to be birthed from this. Which connects me to what I'm going through. Even though I might not be able to birth a, ch- a child biologically. I've birthed a lot of things. i birthed my book, Underneath the Hat. I birthed my mentoring program, Young Ladies at All Times. I actually just got off a phone conference with them. Because of the shutdown, we weren't, aren't able to meet on Saturdays. And we just started our Saturday sessions last week. So we didn't want to lose the momentum, so we did a phone conference. And tried to do a phone conference. But, and what is for me will be for me. But I've birthed mentoring program that's now in three two schools and one church and has been asked about and inquired about from other schools and churches i birthed the second book just sent the manuscript off to the publisher last friday which will talk about my journey through infertility I'm birthing things all the time. It just doesn't come in the way that I expect it to. So if I never have a child biologically, I have a stepdaughter. Who's to say she won't end up being with us permanently, which has been, which is what we've been working on since July last year. But sitting down, being still.
has allowed me to evaluate and see things differently. My perspective has changed. I sit back and I realize how blessed I am. And I get to see things differently than I didn't, in a way I didn't see them before. And it makes me appreciate the things that I have, the things that I don't have. All because I sat still enough to hear what God had to say to me. So I pray that during this downtime, during this still time, that we take time to appreciate ourselves, appreciate our gifts, appreciate our blessings, appreciate the people in our lives, love on them, love on ourselves. And when we come from out of this, that we come out differently so that we don't have to have another TKO moment. Because one thing I've learned about God is he whispers a lot. He doesn't raise his voice often. But oh, when he does, take cover. And that's exactly what we're being forced to do now. Take cover. Now the question is, what are you going to do while you're being still? Are you listening to what he's saying to you? And even if you don't believe in a higher power, are you listening to the people around you? Some people that you are now in the room and trying to get your attention for months. And it took this virus to get you in the same room and to open your ears. Can you hear them now? So I just pray that everyone is safe. Everyone is following the proper protocol and precautions. Everyone is doing the same things that you would want people to do if you were the one who was riddled with this illness. Would you want people to come around you and be sick? Would you want people to come around you without a mask or gloves on or unwashed hands? We need to learn to think Treat people the way we would want to be treated. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. So those of you that don't care, you're going out anyway, and then not knowing what you're breathing in and what you're carrying around, think about that. If you were on your deathbed with this virus, would you want and make it worth for you? So let's think about that when we decide we're going out unprotected, uncovered, unclean. We don't have to. So I want to and being a part of my. Next to last episode of my first season as an underneath the hat podcaster. I pray that you stay safe. You stay still. And you stay open to hearing what's being said around you. And remember to always take care of yourselves underneath the hat. Talk to you soon.